Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hi, this is Monica. Welcome back to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. Today, I'm sharing some tips for run Disney races. Specifically, the Disneyland Half Marathon is coming up very soon. And I'm a fan of all things run Disney. Specifically, I've run a lot of races at Disneyland in Anaheim because I live in Southern California. It's fairly close. Growing up, I went to Disneyland a lot. I had an annual pass for a really long time. I love Disneyland and um, I love that the Disney races are super fun. So since they're so close, I've done a good number of them and just wanted to share some last minute tips for anyone that is running the race coming up soon or really any race in Disneyland because they pretty much are super similar. So this could apply to most of them. But first, let's warm up. For the warm-up today, I just kind of wanted to give you an update on my life because I feel like I haven't done that in a while. I feel like I haven't checked in. I miss talking to my friends. So, hi, how's it going? The dust is kind of finally settling with everything. The last few weeks uh, were just a little more exciting and stressful and emotional than usual with uh, my grandma passing away and we just had her funeral. So, I feel at least a little bit of peace with that and my niece coming into this world and now she's home and she's healthy and doing awesome. Um, so yeah, it's finally given me the chance to take a deep breath and kind of look around and think about what I need to do, how I need to get it together. And I realized that I am not signed up for any races through the end of the year, which is ridiculous and a huge red flag on my mental health, I feel, because this is like what I do. It's what I love to do. And the fact that I kind of have dropped the ball with it um, is not cool. So I am looking to register for some fall races this weekend. I'm on it. I have a ton of tabs up right now. If you could see my computer, all the tabs are open and all the race possibilities. The world is your oyster mermaid. So I'm going to look into my next couple of races and talk about that a little bit more um, on Fast Friday, the next episode, because I think it's super important. I have some goals for this year that I have pushed aside a little bit just because I think um, getting ready for Boston, not just with the running and the training, but um, doing the projects with Highlands took up a lot of my time and energy. And I loved every second of it. And then afterwards, I kind of just needed a breather of sorts. And then I just had a lot of kind of like personal stuff going on. I just felt like I was a little overwhelmed. And now I feel like I'm in a better place and I'm ready to go. And I really want to sign up for a race. So that is where that is mission race time, sign up registration that's coming up. So I will keep you posted on what's coming up for me. And you tell me what's coming up for you as well. Cause I love talking about this stuff with my run buddies. Now let's get to the main event. I'm a huge fan of the Run Disney races and have done several of the races at Disneyland in Anaheim because I live in Orange County, so I'm not too far from Disney and just grew up fairly close to it, had an annual pass for a ton of years, 
I love it. I love Disneyland and the Run Disney races. I think they're super fun. I will acknowledge that they are fairly pricey and definitely more expensive than another race of the same distance, especially when it comes to some of the shorter distances. If you are registering for a local 5K or 10K compared to a Disney 5K or 10K, um, you're going to be paying a lot more for a Disney race for sure. But you kind of have to take it the whole package of it's a Disney race. You definitely get a much bigger experience. And if you are a fan of Disney um, or just want to make it something kind of bigger and more memorable, it could be worth it. And you have to prioritize kind of how much you want to spend on it. But I have done um, several run Disney races. I've done two races at Disney World in Orlando. I have done the Disney World marathon. So the full marathon I did. And I've done the wine and dine, which is actually at night. And that's a half marathon. Those were super fun. And I have done a lot of the races at Disneyland in Anaheim. They have had the Disneyland half marathon for a really long time. And then they have the Disney, the Tinkerbell half marathon. And with those, there are, you know, other options you can do. You can do a 10K on Saturday and then the half marathon on Sunday. I've done that a couple of times too. I can't even, I mean, I feel like I've done enough of these that I don't really remember specifically how many times I've done the both back to back. And sometimes it's called, you know, like a different little challenge. Like there is like the goofy challenge or the Dumbo double down, things like that. Um, I'm actually, I'm horrible with keeping track of like, how many races I've run and PRs and this, that, and the other. So it would make sense that I don't know how many times I've done both. Tinkerbell, the most recent Tinkerbell in May, I did both the 10K and the full marathon. So I can at least tell you that, that recently I've done both. Boom. But yeah, I am a fan. And since I've been close and been to Disneyland a lot, just, I get a ton of questions on this. So here are some general tips. The Disneyland Half Marathon is the race coming up very soon, but these pretty much apply to any Disneyland race. My number one tip is to get to the expo early and give yourself time to walk around, especially if you are making it a vacation or some sort of kind of race weekend. Um, This could take a good chunk of your day. The race expos can be busy. Um, they're open to everyone. So you can bring whoever you have along with you, your cheer team, spectators, family, friends, but you do need to factor it in. And the expo, at least at Disney World, is pretty large. So you, if you want to look at everything, then factor in that time because it could be time taken away from sightseeing, going into the theme parks, which are pretty expensive as well. Um, so just keep that in mind. And also keep in mind that you have to get your bib yourself and you have to have your ID and they do not budge on this. So just make sure that you read all the fine print and that you have everything with you to get it done. Number two is to factor in all of the walking that you'll be doing beyond, you know, the expo if you are there to sightsee. So if you're going to be going to the theme parks or doing the sightseeing tourist thing in general around the area, you are potentially going to be out in the sun or walking around a lot or just kind of doing things that are fatiguing your body, fatiguing your legs. So keep that in mind, especially if you have any sort of race goal or if you're coming back from an injury 
or if you are on a different time zone. So if you have traveled from somewhere else and it's really three hours later for you, plus you spent all day walking in the sun, um, this is all, you know, things that you need to keep in mind, just really more than anything to reassess race goals. If you have any sort of race goal, you just want to keep in mind that you are potentially not (laughs) coming into the race a thousand percent well rested and fueled like you normally do. If you're showing up for a PR, then make sure that you are treating your body like you want it to perform at a PR level. My number three tip kind of goes along with that in that you need to remember to fuel and hydrate like you are about to run a race. And if you are out of town or just kind of spending the day at Disney, even if you're local, that you need to have proper hydration with you. And also food, because it's hard when you're walking around Disney and I doubt you were eating churros the night before a long run. But if that's what you're eating the night before the race, just realize that you either need to have like your stomach is a still cauldron and nothing messes it up or plan what you can eat, how much you normally drink and set yourself up. Just prepare for that and try to pack as much as possible and plan as much as possible. My number four tip is consider a costume. I know you're not surprised by this because I am a fan of a costume. I love it. I don't even know. If it was more acceptable to wear costumes at every race, I might. I'm a fan. And it's super fun. I love that so many people dress up. So you're n- you can also, it's like a parade for yourself because you're running by people. People are running by you that have these fun costumes on too. The spectators, oftentimes, they will cheer for you as whatever your character is. So it is super fun. If you are not a costume person, I get it. Not for everyone. But if you want to wear like a fun hat, Mickey ears, or just something a little different, you could even wear your normal running garb with just add a sparkle skirt. And the sparkle skirts girls are at the expo. So you will see that as you're walking around. So there's always options to kind of If you don't want to go full costume, to just make it a little more fun than usual. And the race starts very early. So actually, that is my, I'm jumping, I'm jumping um, tips. Because I was going to say that um, my next tip is that you need to start your engine early and just realize that the race starts really early. And to tie that in with the costume thing is it starts when it's still dark. So it's hard sometimes to kind of, navigate a costume running as it is, but to navigate a costume running where you were starting to run when it is still dark out, you might just want to factor that in. And some people wear fun little like glow sticks or light up things, um, which I always love too. So you can add that in, factor that in. But uh, my next step is the races start very early. So realize that you most likely are not going to get enough sleep the night before. And that is a bummer. But really, when do we get enough sleep the night before a race? I know I'm not the only one that wakes up three times the night before a race. Like, did did I miss my alarm? Okay, no, go back to sleep. Like I do that. It's just, it makes me nervous. I don't sleep the best the night before a race. And it is what it is. And with the Disney races, that is definitely um it's a very early call they want to get everyone through the theme parks and kind of out before they open them to the public so realize that that alarm is going to be super early and this is even more so challenging if you were like me like you're from the west coast so i'm on pacific time 
And when I went to East Coast, when I went to Orlando to run the race there, I mean, it's basically like 2 a.m. to me. It's midnight. By the time, you know, the time that my body is used to and what time I have to wake up for the race, it is ridiculously early. But you got to roll with it. My next tip is to plan your pre-race fuel. Um, if you're traveling kind of along with the what you're eating and drinking as you're walking around the day before, the morning of, it is super early. And if you are staying in a hotel from out of town, um, or really just because it's potentially a lot earlier than you're waking up to fuel before a normal long run, you just need to factor that into your time um, that your body isn't used to eating at 4 a.m., even before a long run, and or you always eat a cinnamon raisin bagel before a race. Make sure that you either bring it with you or get it from a local store, but you want to plan it just because there are a lot of things we can roll with on race day. But if you are someone with a sensitive stomach, you don't want to set yourself up for any stomach issues. They are not fun in general, and they're super not fun when you're trying to run. My next tip is to bring your phone or camera um, and maybe consider leaving the music behind because there are so many photo ops. And even if you're not someone that wants to stop at the character stops, and for those that don't know, Disney races have uh, set up where there is sometimes a character from whatever the theme is for that race. So for Tinkerbell, there might be Tinkerbell or Peter Pan or Captain Hook or other some of kind of the other smaller characters that are set up strategically through the race course that you can actually stop and take a picture with. And that is awesome. You can hand your camera or your phone to a Disney cast member and they will take a picture for you. And then they'll also take a professional picture. So, you know, the race pictures that normally you look, you're running, you look half dead. Um, don't act like I'm the only one that is like this. Like suddenly it's just like, my face has never been more red. I didn't realize my sweat looked like that. My shirt is half see-through. I don't even know. It doesn't even look like I'm running. It looks like I'm doing a death march. You know, those race photos? Well, <laughs> at Disney races, at least, along with those race photos, they have the character photos. So if you stop to take a picture, they will see your race number, your bib number, and they will share those pictures too. So you can buy those just like other race photos, which is kind of cool. But they take ones from your own camera or phone for free. Boom. That is a big deal. And I love it. So you have to be cool with bringing something like that. If you normally don't run with a phone or camera, I think it's definitely worth it, especially given that this is an experience race, which is part of the reason why it's more expensive. Part of the reason why we are willing to kind of dress up, have fun with it. And you want to remember that. So there's that. My last tip goes along with that as well. It's just to enjoy the sights and the characters and other runners. People are there that are often super excited to be running a run Disney race. And they're there for the experience as well. So I feel like people are super friendly and um, fun with their, you know, if someone's wearing a costume, it's easy to kind of talk to someone and make a running buddy. Um, along with that, you have to realize that these people aren't necessarily trying to be cute today in their costume, their Minnie Mouse costume, and sometimes they are, but um, there's a lot of people that are out there just for fun. So you want to try to register early enough 
that you get in the proper corral, because if you don't, you will end up in the back, um, potentially behind people that are just, just there to have a good time and are walking and, or just realize that there might be fairy wings flopping around and you might be distracted by the Ferris wheel and the Matterhorn and all of those things. And instead of kind of letting it stress you out, I would say go for your big PR in a couple of weeks after you've like recovered from this race and enjoy the crap out of a Disney race because that's that's what they're there for, I think, at the end of the day. It's, it really is supposed to be a fun run. And yeah, you can do a fun run of 13 miles or even of 26.2 miles. So I vote you enjoy it and take pictures and dress up. And that's what I do. But you do you. Do whatever you want, really. But I just, I have been there. I have been there where I've like been in the like wrong corral and had to walk most of the first like three miles um, or just kind of realized like, oh, I want to run. It's hotter. So, you know, there's been days where I'm like, oh, this is hot. I just kind of want to like run it and not stop a lot. But then I've regretted it, like not stopping to take certain pictures. Always have a good time and always try to run fast and try to balance it out. I don't even know. Let's get to the awards. In keeping with the theme, the awards today go to my favorite run Disney costumes that I have run in so far. And I still have a list of costumes that I want to try out, which is why I need to do more Disney races. Going to look into that soon. But the ones that I have used so far, and I've done a ton. I've done, I did Tigger and Pooh with my mom one year. I did unicorns. Um, I dressed up with the Sparkle Skirt Girls, and we were all unicorns um, at the most recent, the Disneyland Tinkerbell Half Marathon. Yeah, I've done Cinderella. I've done Sleeping Beauty. I know I've probably done other ones, but so far, my favorite, my top three. First place goes to Ariel. Most recently, I was Ariel for the Tinkerbell 10K, and I'm so glad I only ran the 10K in this costume because I ran with my hair down, and oh my gosh, there's no way I could have survived more than six miles running with my hair down. It was just like so hot. So I've never run with my hair down. I can't imagine ever running with my hair down. So it was an experience, and I feel like I committed to the costume because I have a lot of hair. I have a ton of hair and it's very long and it, it was interesting. And I definitely would have, if I had a rubber band on me, like if I would have kept one on my wrist, I think I would have used it. So, but I loved the pictures that I got from that. So first place, I'm a fan. Second place goes to Jesse from Toy Story that I wore for the Wine and Dine Half Marathon a few years ago. And I just feel like that was... Super fun, fairly easy to run in. It wasn't like this very common character because there are characters that just, you're going to see a lot of people as Tinkerbell and Minnie Mouse or, you know, depending on the race, depending on the theme of the race, there's going to be a lot of people in a similar costume, but there aren't a ton of Jessies from Toy Story. And I feel like it was just like, it's like appropriate for me. I don't know. I just feel like I'm like, yes, this seems like this is a costume that I would wear. And yeah, it was fun and I liked it. 
And third place goes to, you are not going to believe this. Not what I say, but the fact that I actually don't know who this is. And I'm not even going to look it up because I'm trying to finish this podcast for you right now. I think it's Anna from Frozen. I was one of the girls. It's, I know it's like Anna and Elsa. I'm pretty sure it was Anna. It's the one with the red hair, right? It's not the one. It's not like the ice queen girl. It's the one. It's her sister. Anyways, I was a sister and I made a cape and I did the whole thing and the cape got super sweaty. So that was challenging, but I thought it was super fun. I feel like the little kids I ran by, well, um, during the race, like loved it. And I really love that too. Um, so it just kind of made me happy and it was motivating. I love in all of these costumes, people are yelling, you know, like, Oh, go Anna or go Jesse. And it just kind of is super fun, especially if there's like a little kid that is like, Oh, you know, there's Jesse or whoever. I just really, I dig it. And I think it's super fun and it keeps it going. Boom. So those are my favorite costumes. If you've ever run in a costume, Tell me what it is and tell me if it was a good idea or not. If you recommend it, if I could borrow it for an upcoming race, I'm down for all of that. I recently shared a phone number that you can call in with any questions. You can leave a voicemail for me and I will answer it on this little run, eat, repeat podcast. And please subscribe and rate this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you use because I'm supposed to say that it's the rules. And I really appreciate you listening. Have a good run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.